it's gone back to normal. But I just want to say to people, continue to be active in politics, continue to read things. You can't go back to not being active in politics or not caring about policies. So once you add time limits for justices, you're effectively turning justices into politicians. I like talking politics with you. I know. I love it. <laughs> you're the only person I can just talk Because <laughs> everybody else is tired of me. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Conversations with Kumi. Uh, it is our first year anniversary. I can't quite believe it. But hey, um, 15 episodes later and here we are. So on today's episode, we're going to be talking about the UK elections, the local election and the mayoral elections in London, Petersburg, Manchester, Liverpool, Cambridge, West Midlands, an array of places. But I think our focus probably will be on like London, just because I live in London and I think my two speakers as well, um, guests live in London and yeah and what is the implication for the Labour Party like do they have a way forward because to me I think they're done and dusted I don't I don't see a way forward for them at least I don't see them winning the next general election so that's what our focus is going to be on today um please like subscribe and share as usual and yeah thank you to all everyone who's been listening for the past year I really appreciate it okay so my two guests do you know, would you like to introduce yourself or should we actually do ladies first? Okay, Nima, do you want to go first? Um, okay, so hello everyone. Um, thanks for joining. <laughs> My name is Nima. Um, I am a foreign policy analyst and a political scientist. Um, I follow political happenings and the right policies as well. Um, Social economic policies and, um, you know, Foreign foreign relations policy. I studied international law and legal. I mean, I studied politics uh, and international relations with a, an element in international law and legal practice. Well, you and I pretty much did very similar degrees. Um, you know, thanks for coming. Did you want to introduce yourself? Absolutely. I don't know how I follow that because. Um... Uh, yeah, my name is Chino. I'm a business analyst. Nothing, nothing um, too fancy with politics, but I suppose I, I, I maintain a keen interest looking at politics around the world, the UK especially, because you know I live here. So, yeah, just um, happy to contribute. Um, congratulations on, on on the one year anniversary, Kumi. It's a uh, it's a real, real good thing. And uh, yeah, kudos to you. Thank you. Well, um, yeah, these are my favorite people. Well, I talk to a lot of people about politics on Twitter, but yeah, these are one of my favorite people. And especially when I'm getting angry, I send it to Chino so he can get angry as well. Um, so guys, what do you think? Should we start with the London mayoral elections? Um, on Friday night, we thought it was going to be pretty close, but it worked out. It wasn't that close. Like they were making it seem um, that it can just seem to do a bit. Um, I think he did a he performed a bit less than he did in the first time round, but it wasn't that much of a percentage increase. And he actually did better than Boris when Boris won the mayoral election. Yeah. Um, what did you make of it? And yeah, and did you think, um, should I say, did you think the Conservative would have had a better chance winning it if they didn't field a candidate like Sean Bailey? Because it was pretty awful, if we're really honest. Because no one went out to campaign for him. They even cut his funds 
What do you guys think of it? Emma, do you want to go first? (laughs) 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 All right. Um, So, I don't know. I think to be able to um, give like a whole context of what's happening or, you know, I think it's only fair for us to like talk uh, a little bit about the history from the last general elections to what, you know, is um, what where Labour is right now uh, and, you know, the Conservatives and things like that. I remember very well when um, Keir Steimer came, came, came into play and, you know, I messaged Kumi, Kumi, maybe this camera would, um, maybe the view would get on your face right now. Because I remember when I messaged you and I told you that this guy is a mole in the Labour Party. And you were like, hmm. I said it on my timeline. I said it, I said it to Kumi as well in her DM. And I was like, this guy is a mole in the Labour Party. And, you know, I had people say to me, why would they say something like that? Jeremy Corbyn wasn't any better, blah, 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 and this and that and this and that. And looking at, looking at politics in general, right, post-COVID down to like the COVID era and now we're getting out of COVID, you would expect that even the policies that the, the Conservatives have stolen, right, and, and from the Labour Party, you would see that most of, the, most of the policies that they're leaning towards are Labour policies. Now, you would expect that, you know, even with the labor policies and things happening, a lot of people would want to vote labor. It's no brainer, right? With the policies that are coming in, you see people saying, oh, this is a labor policy. Let's do this. Let's vote these people in because they have been. You're right. But the problem with the leadership that we have faced from, you know, the whole Jeremy Corbyn issue with the whole, you know, um, anti, anti, and find my um whatever thing that happened that had hit the Labour Party down to the the, the election of Kerstama, down to the, the elections of uh you know the London mayor and things like that, you realize that people are still reacting badly to um what's going on, right? Now it is sad that we have gotten to this point like where even when people are supposed to be making, people are supposed to be making um, certain, you know, assertions like, okay, you know what, this guy has ended, he has done this, let's vote for him, let's even converse for him. I think there's also the psychic of people just being tired of politics, right? They're tired of, yes, they want to protest because they've got free time, but trying to get involved in the whole accountability process the implementation process, they're just tired of it. They don't want to do it anymore. That is where the labor leadership should have tapped in and tried to do things. So with what is going on right now, I won't say it's a surprise. I'll just say that it is sad that we are here. And um, uh, 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 if going by the policies that we had prior to this election, the labor should have won this majorly as in and saying like in fact uh the other guy the conservative guy who who was on the pilot must have gotten just like two votes or something with the policies that that has been implemented so far yeah um yeah what do you make um i agree with you that keir stammer 
Okay, actually, we'll get to that point. Let I think we should try and focus on the London mayoral first. Chino, what do you make of it? Like for the London mayoral elections, I I, I find it rather interesting because it, it's um, if you go by the papers, especially the right leaning papers, you, you know, there's the perception that could take hold that um, Sadiq Khan suffered a battering you know he he lost and and things like that but you know if you do a proper analysis of the election results it's it's not quite what the everyone's framing it as because yeah. i mean sean bailey got a 0.3 percent increase from from goldsmith's total in, in the last elections against can there's a very concerted effort in my opinion to discredit Sadiq Khan and I think it's because there is uh, I don't know but I think he, he's he in terms of his popularity I suspect he's being viewed as a strong alternative to like uh, you know conservative government and and you know he's mayor in London which holds some type of power you know I I think that that's probably why there's this opposition I I read an analysis today that that pointed out that you know some of the jokey characters that put you know put themselves forward for for the mayoral elections are the reason why you know, they chipped away some of those votes. You know, when you look at, I, I forget his name, the, the comedian. The yeah, yeah, the YouTuber who, who went in, who even got more than, um, what's Lawrence that clown's name, Lawrence Fox, yes. So I I, I think a proper analysis of, of the election results will show that, you know, it's not quite, it's not quite as, um, as is being reported. But at the same time, there, there's probably lessons for Labour as well with the Sadiq Khan election that even in the face of his popularity and all that, there is still, you know, however fleeting, there was that perception that Sean Bailey could, you know, maybe cause more of a, uh, in fact, cause an upset. It, it was un- as unlikely as that seemed. But also, I think Sean Bailey was an extraordinarily bad candidate. No, he, he was, was like, he was, he was <laughs> terrible. Like, yeah, he was so terrible yeah. that he cut his funding. Like, I don't yeah. think understand. They cut his funding. Boris Johnson. I don't think the Boris Johnson campaign was in. No, I not that I recall. I I, I didn't see that. Brentwood. My guy was campaigning in Brentwood. Like for those who don't know, I don't even know. Is that part of Greater London? He's, he's he's a strange strange character because <laughs> he he had nothing of substance to say he he was also trying to play a game you, you know that person that's young enough to have the lingo of the kids but then is maybe the kindest thing i can say about him is he's an old soul so he doesn't actually know how these things work so you you, you have a look at some of the things he did on twitter when when there's a tragedy well yeah even he, even, even his uh conservative mps were a bit embarrassed by that especially um the lady who got murdered a few months yes ago. Sarah like, Everett, I think yeah, it so, was. Yeah, so many Tory MPs being like, delete that tweet, delete it. And he just did not care. And yeah, and then going back to that as well, I just wanted to point out, um, 
I think a lot of the things as well, people were saying that the knife crime, knife crime in London, knife crime in London. And obviously I'm a bit more politically illiterate than a lot of people. And I know that London's knife crime it is like, it's not the highest in the country. I think it's actually, compared to the whole country, it's not. Yeah, there, there are some strange places yeah, that, yeah, I remember I'm saying that. It's a good thing. We want to reduce knife crime. And I also found out that a lot of people do not know the power of the mayor in London. Like that was another thing that I came across. Like people do not know the, like, I should actually do an episode on that, on the power of the mayor. That's something that came across. People do not know what the mayor could do or could not do, like, some of the things that have to do with policing, that's the Home Secretary's job. Not like I think they think about the mayor, like American mayors and their powers they have, but like they have substantially less power. Less powers, yeah. yeah. Like so they can't only really control TFL. And even with TFL, after the government bailout, after the pandemic, they made him increase um they were the ones that wanted him to charge for um, for older people and um, young adults on what we used to get free transport up to 16 and also the congestion charge. Congestion charge, yeah. Um, even at weekend. But he's removed that. He removed that. Yes, yes. So I just want you guys to know that. But that was not his fault. And a lot of people thought it was his fault. Anyway, just rambling on about that. I just thought I'd make that clear. And I'm not really a fan of Static Can. I just thought Sean Bailey was very, like, very terrible. Anyway, I think, let me tell people what the actual result was for people who don't know. So Sean, um, I said Sean, Sadiq Khan was elected with 55.2% of the vote um, and Shambhali on 44.8% um, after the second preference vote counted. And it was just a 0.3 increase from Zach Goldsmith in 2016. Yeah. And Sadiq Khan did better than Boris Johnson when he ran. Um, okay, I think maybe we should now talk about Labour in general what's the way forward Nima? Uh. <laughs> 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 i'm not going to go first because if i go first i'm sure i will let um Teddy speak so <laughs> okay. I'll, let, I'll let him speak then all right. i'll come back all right all right i, I think labor i i think i it, it was it clive Lewis, who, who said um, Labour is facing an existential crisis. I, I, I think Labour has serious issues in, in terms of its messaging. And, and it, it doesn't know where to focus its attentions on. And I, I, I feel sorry for them because it's it kind of reminds me as well of like the Democratic Party. No, 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 please, please. I'm be- you know, I'm begging. No, uh, let, let me, let me laugh. I'll let, let you finish. I'll let okay. You finish. <laughs> please do not compare the Labour Party. Like, the, the, the Labour Party is woeful. Like, God. No, it is. Yeah. It's truly woeful, right? But, but, where I think a comparison can be made is around the, you know, the if you remember the kind of coalition that Barack Obama built, I think that's what Labour have been trying to do they've been trying to build that a similar type of coalition to be able to win elections using their traditional power base and then getting a hold of like the ethnic minorities and things like that but i don't think they're fully aware they haven't tapped into the current of what is going on in this country where that traditional base that they've got actually 
are at odds with the ethnic minorities in the country. They they haven't understood that that's the problem. Yes. They're still fighting. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. They're still fighting somewhat of an economic war where they don't realize it's cultural war, which the Democrats got quite fast. Like, yeah, cultural war. Like, we're going to have to let go of these people. Like, they're still trying to win the Red War. And it's like, you cannot win the Red War. You're just not going to win them. Exactly. Yeah, that, I, I I agree with you completely on that because I I think that's why they're facing the challenges they have. They, you know, I I would say a lot of do-gooders in society, the people who have certain principles, where you know will, will typically go for labor, and it, it goes back to like the whole era of Tony Blair and 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 Gordon Brown and. and you know the whole concept around the war and things like that and and eventually by the time the Miliband brothers did their thing we had a situation where the party was like okay we're going to shift hard left and we're going to go with Corbyn and I think now with the you know kind of like with, with the battering they're receiving from the conservatives and let's be clear about this right the conservatives haven't even had the type of leaders that you would think maybe with the exception of dave cameron they haven't had the kind of leaders that you would think yeah these are people we should be afraid of in a general election but it's i think labor just haven't recognized the feeling in the country they haven't recognized that um some of their former voters are, are the people that started churning out for parties like UKIP. They they think it's it's more of a right wing thing, and and they're still thinking in terms of right and left. And like you rightly said, they're not thinking about the cultural war that's going on. And I think Sturmer looked like the safe choice. You know, he's a uh, he's he's the type of person that you would expect moderates will flock to and so you you have this constant battle where maybe the moderates might vote for him but then the hard left are saying this is in our guy this just is in our guy and it's interesting you know speaking about the local elections i just caught briefly on the bbc the other day the elections before the elections happened in hartleypool and um they were talking to a bunch of, you know, people, you know, if you could make a lot of assumptions from that. But it was very interesting listening to them. A lot of them feel like they have to go for the Conservative Party because the Conservatives are promising to pump money into those areas. They are promising to bring them they're promising to bring them back. And additionally, there's the Brexit thing that's underneath the surface where it is labor is seen as the party that was remain and you know Corbyn tried to have the best of both worlds not come out exactly for one thing just stay neutral in the middle but you have all these heartland areas that firmly leave there you know and and the conservative party is the party that recognizes that that you know represents that I, I should say sorry that represents that leave mentality that mentality of you know we can go it on our own that mentality of we're going to stop immigrants from coming in we're going to be tougher on immigration and and labor just doesn't know where to land its messaging and and you know going back to the question you asked around what next you know what's the way for for them i think it's it has to be a hard reset it has to be a complete 
resets. They can't go with the same old messaging. Um, the things that traditionally they would have used to capture their base. Boris Johnson is a chameleon. He flows wherever the wind takes him. So he's just going to keep capturing those people with his messaging. And, you know, some of all that consultant speak and things like that, that Starmer has in, they have to get rid of it. They have to go back to to the people themselves. And now, you know, three of us on this call, I, I don't know that's necessarily a good thing for us as, as you know, ethnic minorities in the country because it, it almost means that the Labour Party will be going back to some of those elements in society that, you you know, we could probably do without. So, yeah, that, that that's... Uh, the quickest way I could think of it. Okay, so, uh, very good. Uh, Nima, do you want to give us Nima? It's just titled that part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, I mean, I've been following, I've been following um, what's the cause now. I've been following politics for a while now, right? And I tend to, um, you know, when I see certain patterns, when I see certain votes, so I, I try to follow the conversation. Right to tap into people's pulses to understand why they make certain um, decisions, um, informed or in, um, uninformed decisions. Now, I think to understand this, right, it feels like labor has lost the plot in terms of <laughs> what their what their laughing. <laughs> when I say they've lost the plot, no, but they have. They have, they they. they do not, it's like, they don't even understand why they're existing. They don't yeah. have an identity, yeah. Yes, that, that, yes. That they, is- don't have, they don't have an identity anymore. Now, let's forget, let's, let's move the previous um, mission and objectives that they had, right, since the beginning of history. Let's move that aside. You would realize that when they were making their objectives and making their, you know, they were framing their goals and what was for the party, they had they had to do it because of the times that they were in. Do you understand? When you're creating social and economic policies, you're doing it for the times that you're in. Maybe people are, you know, uh, unemployment has started shifting way higher than, you know, um, the resources resources available. Now that we are in this type of precarious time, when you don't even understand what is going on, shouldn't you change your goals and your objectives? Now, the Labour Party does not, right, in its objectives, try to look into the sector or, 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 or the, 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 um, the area of the um, black uh, uh, black community, for example, I'm not even going to talk about Asians now. Sorry to my Asian people, but this is black because this is me, right? They don't think about the people. They don't think about the people in the minority, which is actually one of the things that they have as their objective. Since when I started following politics, I've never heard of a black person supporting the Tory Party. Because the Tory policies have never been fully supportive of, 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 of the Black people. Wait, Nima, I just wanted to cross-check that. Actually, um, I think 
Yeah, I'm gonna let you finish, and then I wanted to address that as for the reason why, like Caribbean people, especially, will not vote for the Conservative Party, whereas maybe new Africans, like uh, yeah, migrants, new migrants, like especially African migrants or African descendants, like especially yeah. Nigerians, would vote for the Tories. But I'll let you finish, and I, I actually really want to address that point. So, so you have that kind of scenario, right? Now that you should have even you know, even try to, whatever, okay, sorry, but let me quickly dive into this, right? You have cases against pretty, what's that her name again? The Home Patel. Secretary. Patel. Where, sorry, I call her pretty, sorry, don't let me see, because you just got to report your show. Now, I call her, I mean, I'm, you have cases against Pretty Patel and how she has been, you know, sending people off, especially people in Jamaica and just putting them in harsh conditions and things like that. How many times have the people on the other side, the opposition, how many times have they said, okay, you know what, let's even talk about this together in one point. What is the government doing about this harsh conditions that we're going through? I've seen them talk about it in PMQs just once or twice. They don't dive into it. How do you expect people to to think about you or to vote for you or to see that you are you are for them and their interests if you do not speak up when they are facing harsh, I mean a high level of injustice? The Labour Party in itself has lost its block. They need to be able to go back and try to re-identify what um, um, uh, how they need to address certain issues, um, black communities, crime poverty rate, unemployment rate, um, uh, um, harsh deportation conditions and things like that. If they don't do that, they will keep losing followers. They will keep losing supporters. They will keep losing people at the polls because people at the end of the day will feel like they all, people only move to where their interests are lying. And if they see that you're not, in, you're, not, you're not supporting them or you're not doing things in line with what for their well-being, They'll go to the next best thing. Imagine, but imagine somebody. I had to correct somebody on my timeline the other day, and I had to fight him again when he was like, "Ah, I'm going to go and support. I'm going to vote for the Labour Party. I mean, the Conservative Party in the next election because it was about students, uh, international students, and study work visa. I'm like, are you are you are you normal? Are you okay? Who started? Who the ones that removed it in the first place? Who yeah. removed it in the first place? Who now had to fight for it and be and ask that it be it be brought back to the floor of the house? So when I brought that back into him, he was like, "Oh, okay, ah, sorry, because I actually thought it was the conservatives that you know talked about it." I'm like, "What?" So it's things like that. Sorry, Nima. So, sorry, yeah. Katie, but but just on that point, didn't Boris Johnson's brother like um? spearhead some of that because I, yes, I think that's definitely a perception that's it's, going it's, around. It's, it did but think of it this way. Someone started it. Someone yeah. had gained from it. Someone I mean someone capitalized on the fact that foreigners are taking their job. One particular party. In fact that was the general perception from that party. So if one person from that same party says oh he spearheaded it you're not taking full credit for it. Because the people who also voted for it are actually the ones that did the job. You should also remember that you're a product of the party that actually capitalized on what had happened. You had created so much distrust. If um, I, I read somewhere, there was a report that I read that a lot of people also 
voted for the Labour Party, I mean, for the Conservative Party, after that policy was enacted, because they in their heads thought that, oh, yes, you're safeguarding our future, you're safeguarding our job. Yeah. What happened to the Labour Party yeah. taking, what happened to the Labour Party capitalising on that same post-study um, post visa saying that, you know what, we actually also voted for you, even though they were the ones that started it. Continue this and bring Labour back into power and you will enjoy more freedom, you enjoy this and enjoy that. It's like the people who think of strategy and people who think of policies within the Labour Party are just like, like no, you know what, just, just wait. No. No, they're actually very... I'm so sorry, they are stupid. I, I actually don't have... Like, no, the Labour Party, like, I just cannot believe how woeful the party is. Another thing, they're not being very careful. They're not... Um, as someone said on Twitter yesterday, they're not even... Uh, they're losing, uh, especially Black support. But before I go there, I wanted to quickly explain to people who might not know why, like, traditionally, you find, like, Caribbean people, West Indies, that's the correct name to call them. Don't call them Caribbean people, West Indies. Um why they vote for the Labour Party. And that's because of what the Enoch Power, um, all the things they did to the Windrush generation when they first arrived into Britain. So if you don't know anything about that, I suggest you read it. And also, let's not forget the Windrush scandal, who, which has happened, in which you're deporting people. Here. It was the Conservative Party. And so you cannot expect those people to vote for them. Mm. And then we knew middle class because majority of Africans who come to this country are very middle class and it's something we do not like to realize we're very middle to upper class people who you know we believe in aspiration and every that thing and then we think oh these people are forever complaining but we it's the same way like immigrants also treat African Americans when they go to America you forget they they, they live the groundwork for why you're here I'm not saying obviously if you want vote for who you want to have with your conscience I don't really care but I'm just telling you this is why Western these people vote the way they've always been. But what is even happening is that far less, more of them are not even voting for the Labour Party anymore because they're just like, these people are taking us for granted. Um, we're just not... The reason, the reason, the reason um, you know, most people don't even pay attention to what the Labour Party is doing is because, like I said, even people who come up with, I mean, even when the opposition come up with uh, counter-argument to what, you know, whatever policies that the Boris Johnson administration tries to put in. It's like, pardon? They've come up with something. They've come up with an opposition. Well, well, I think I saw one the other day from Case Time, uh, what he was saying on the floor of the house. I didn't even put that to the attention. Because, sorry, I'm sure if Lawrence is listening to this, Lawrence is going to come after me. But let me say something, right? Case Time, when you look at the guy, right, it's like, I just look at the guy and I just think, you know what, this guy, I've not even heard him speak all, do you get I haven't heard him speak, but when I look at him, I just think, this guy, it's like they just said, you know what, let, let, this guy is a Tory guy, but let me just go and put this in yeah. Labour Party, do you understand? So he and that's what I think about him, to be honest, he can, he can confuse the people, let him just confuse the people, do you understand? Just stay there, stay pretty. Stay pretty and just stay there. Let me confuse, just keep confusing people. When you're done confusing them, just come. That blue, there's a blue jersey under what you're wearing, not the red. Do you understand? Yeah. And yes, uh, Jeremy Corbyn might have been, yes, maybe he's, he believes he's had less and everything, everything. The mistake people that compare the US, the political climate in the US and, 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 and in Great Britain, 
is they forget that in the U.S. there there has always been two major parties, which is Democrats and Republicans, right? Unlike here, where we have Libden, we have UKIP, we have Greens, we have um, what's that party with that man that keeps wearing that thing on his head? You have other you have other options of hardcore hardcore um um, had, um left parties. Do you understand? The conservatives have has always been fully right and they stick to it. Even when they say things, even when they put out policies, they stick to it. But the labor still keeps looking like, okay, we don't even know where we want to stay. Should we stay left? Should we stay right? Should we stay in between? Do you understand? And it doesn't make sense because if you keep behaving like that or if you keep behaving like this, you keep losing supporters because people don't know where you stand. There are certain things, there are certain blunders that you should capitalize on. This guy has been, they've been talking about this guy's corruption scandal, Boris. Since how many weeks now? Boris is Teflon. Have you heard anything from the Labour Party? Shouldn't they even carry banner and say, you know what? This guy has been fully corrupt. Is this who you want in your next election? I don't even think it matters. I know that. I, I, yeah, I, I agree with you, Camille. I don't think it matters. And, <laughs> and I do have a theory for this, but I'll, I'll go after you're done, Nima. I, people, well, to me, I kind of think it matters because when I was in Plymouth, um, I, I, I worked for this lady who was, um, she was, she was a prostitute at once, but then she, afterwards, she became a counselor. Um, I worked on her campaign team, and one of the things that you know, whether we like it or not, politics is usually women. But the way we rebranded her, right, when her policies, when we wanted to draft her manifesto, that prostitution that they abused her for, right, was what we used to win people's votes, right? Saying, oh, yes, she's been there before, so whatever policies that she's going to create, she would know how to create policies that will help you and help this next sex worker. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. So even though, yes, Boris is, is, is what he is, but whether we like it or not, these people should also be able to capitalize on this little blunder. That he's done. It's politics at the end of the day. I don't think anyone can capitalize on Boris Johnson. You, you know, it's like what we say in Nigeria: you can't shame the shameless. Like, yeah, it's a bit like Trump. You can't do it. You there, can't. There's no way. Like Boris Johnson, legit has to decide he wants to go because. Yeah. I don't want to say this, but like Boris Johnson survived coronavirus. Are you guys forgetting? He went into intensive care. He survived that. Boris. Boris Johnson is surviving until he says, I'm going. There's just no way. Yeah, he captures the British spirit. Like, if you're looking for someone who is the personification of what Britishness as like, you know, the way you read the history books and things like that. If you're looking for, it's Boris Johnson. Boris Johnson is Britishness at its peak. So I, I think he'll be very, you know, that, that's why he'll make jokes about going for uh, a pint as, as soon as this place reopens his hair. He doesn't care about his appearance, doesn't worry too much about teeth. L- look at Kirstama. He, he's, 
well groomed. He's he's put together. He's everything just seems to be so perfect about him. He even responds in like you know PMQ, like in a very measured way. Like you, and that's where I agree with you, Nima, because you watch some of that and, and you're thinking, but but that's been handed to you on a plate. Why can't you say something? You know, he doesn't come back with jokes. He's not witty in that manner. He he just he's just cardboard, in my opinion. Yeah, That's what that it is. Pretty, yeah. I just wanted to go back to a few more things. Yeah, and I was saying yeah. I was talking about them losing the black vote. I remember when the whole report leaked out about how they treated Diane Abbott. I was saying to Chino earlier, I knew friends that I spoke to and they were like, they actually cancelled their liberal membership and they were just like, yeah, like, I'm not doing this. And I just thought that could never happen in the Democratic Party. Abusing a black woman and you're going to get away with it. But I suppose the Democratic Party, you know that their base is black women, so they can't do that. And yeah, back to the point, I even, I joke with the Liberal Party that they need to pick up the phone and call someone from the Democratic Party. But we actually have to remember that Britain is actually quite white compared to America, like yes. the demographic actually makes it really difficult for labels to actually form that kind of coalition without their red wall. And so, and I suppose that is why they're very obsessed with it. But I suppose they can also get that. I think they have a better chance in trying to win back Scotland if Nicola Sturgeon fills with that independence bid. And combining that with like, you know, down in the South, but as for our red wall seats, I, I think it's far gone. They're even doing really well in Wales as well. So, like, you know, I think they should probably focus on building a coalition in Wales, Scotland, and in the South, as opposed to just focusing on the red wall. I just do not see them winning back the red wall. That's my yeah. personal opinion. Um, yeah, and I was going to talk about them. Like, I think the last thing I wanted us to talk about in conclusion is this whole thing in where they talk about Londoners as. Um, you know, the metropolitan elite, that's becoming a very big thing that is actually really annoying a lot of Londoners because the people in the Red Wall, they classify as work. Like, there's this obsession in England with working class. I don't understand it because I don't understand why people with home ownership and have salaries that are, that are above the median age wage are being called working class. What is this whole thing? I don't really get it. Like, there's this obsession with being seen as working class in England. I just, I don't know. I've never seen a country... Like even America, I mean, America. Um, I think it stems from. I think it stems from the industrial revolution. Yeah, spread something about that. And I think we don't. So we we don't have the right terminology for the times that we're in. So yeah, it's I it's agree. yeah. So it's it's almost like. And I think this comes back to the class system because when they look at what class is above, and they're like, "I'm not quite in that class," then yeah. then I'm working class. Yeah, that, that, that's my just personal yeah, take on and it. I think we need to really stop. And I really personally, as a North Londoner, North Northwest, North Londoner, I really need everybody in this country to stop talking about North London because you guys talk about us as if we have everything going well for us. Like, no, we don't. Like, I get it. You don't like. And I'm so sorry. It borderlines anti-Semitism because half of London, a half like majority of North London is predominantly Jewish. So, like, you guys really, you can't be calling, can't be saying you're fighting anti-Semitism and be calling us non metropolitan elites. I mean, I'm not Jewish, but, like, my neighbors are. Like, I, yeah. think, I think they actually really need to be careful about it because it's smelling, it's stinky. Um, but, yeah, it's just calling Londoners metropolitan elite when Londoner, like, I, I sort of figure again, London people are, are pretty much part of the poorest people in the country. 
you know and yeah and i'm also sick of british people using the word work i actually want to throw up yeah it's uh it's there's that that annoys me so much because everything you know it's funny most people who don't lean right or things like that i actually spent i have a subscription to the telegraph so like they i am viewed as a conservative um voter in their eyes i keep getting all these things from them and i'm like look i'm just trying to figure out what you guys are on about as opposed to uh any type of deep political leaning i see i, I see what the daily mail writes every day you know everything about war culture that dan wooten uh, i hope that's how to say his name has made a career out of you know, talking about woke culture and things like that. And I think it's, I, I did have a question and sorry, I, I, I know you've said, um, you know, is the, the final part of, of the show. Um, do you think, uh, it's something Nima said earlier about labor losing its identity. Do you think it's a case of them losing their identity or it's that the conservatives have done to them what Tony Blair did to the conservatives, which is, you know, Tony Blair kind of shifted the party. And and before I finish that question, let me just say what my theory is. My theory is this. I think human beings in general across the world are predisposed to voting for parties on the right. I think parties on the right are always talking about traditional values and a lot of people are afraid of change and the world is changing too fast for them. So I think just the your regular person just from talking to my friends and asking them okay so you know who did you vote for and they're like oh i wasn't quite sure but when i got in there i just voted conservative honestly that used to shock me at first because i thought that's kind of out of character for who you are but then i started to realize it that there are all these fears all these things which is what makes i think the conservative the most conservatives the most successful party i think what happens to parties on the left is that they have to almost shift to because there's a real genuine fear of things like communism socialism if you actually remember being in school and think about the tone with which they taught us those kind of like terms and compare that with what you see in society today you see that a lot of people are afraid of things like that so parties have to continuously shape shift towards the right and moderate voters in order to get elected and that's where my question comes in do you think it's a case of labor losing its identity or you know the center the coalition can't hold anymore because the conservatives you know if i remember reading up on dave cameron he studied tony blair and everything and they made sure that they got the messaging from what tony blair did they got that messaging right and they've kind of captured those people that you know, perhaps would have always voted Labour. So I, I don't know if it is about them losing their identity or, you know, conservatives have captured um, those. Okay, so my I agree with you in that most people drawn to traditional values. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too fast for most people. Like I say to people, like, I'm not even a Labour voter. I'm quite independent. I'm yeah. homeless in the UK because I just find it very confusing. 
Um, I would say that I genuinely think labor has lost its identity. And I will tell you why. One thing is I go back to, we're not fighting an economic battle anymore. Like this is one thing the labor party, party don't seem to get that the Democrats have figured out. We're not fighting economic battle. This is the battle, as Joe Biden would say, the battle for the soul of the nation. You're fighting a culture. <laughs> like you're actually fighting a culture war. This is not about economics. Yeah, and yeah. Who can capture the cultural moment? And also like you talk about history, History is not taught in how history is meant to be taught. It's very skewed towards the right. They don't, like It's only Germany, for example, that actually teaches history properly. Like in this country, they don't never want to acknowledge a role in like the empire, how bad the empire was, or even in America, how bad the slave trade is. So in that note, um, history is skewed. But the Democrats have understood that. You might also see that that's what's happening in America with the critical race theory coming up and how like the conservatives are trying to fight, fight it because they know if it's taught... Obviously, people are going to be like, this kind of thing. I think the Democrats have figured that out. And they're no longer worried about... You see, they talk more about... Even in America, they talk more about the middle class. They don't talk about the working class. I think that's what Labour needs to... Um, they yeah. need to figure out what their values for... Like, what, what, what do they... The values of their party that is not that's not linked to money or economic reason because we're fighting culture wars yeah so is it that you know like i said yeah kirstama like black people don't actually like kirstama from the left to the right they actually don't like the guy that's one thing i figured out because he's very wishy-washy like especially when he said black lives matter is in moments like no actually seems that people in america were able to capture that better than even people here like you can't be saying like, like do you get what i mean so you yeah. need to identify who they, what their core values, what they believe in. Like, I believe every human being should be treated equally, this, that, that. I think that's where they need to identify. They're still fighting an economic battle and it's just not an economic battle. So that's my answer to you. Nima, I'll give it to you. You've made the point I've been trying to, um, that I made earlier on in terms of, look, ideology that has always been or has been since the beginning of the time has always come about I mean has always been created because of something right I mean you know um, I think labor labor um, the industrial revolution played a huge part in how labor and the conservative you know shaped their ideology in fact um, what's her name now this woman that was killed um, her name keeps coming up, you know, when you mention the industrial revolution, you mention political ideology and things like that. You can't have a political party without ideology and expect it to be successful. If the, if the, if the ideologies that you have do not relate or do not play, do, are not able to mirror the situation in your environment, your immediate environment as it is, that means that thing is not working. I'll give you a very good example. We are all Nigerians, right? The Nigerian political system, you can see what's going on. Even as they have no ideology, people can't tell what path to belong on and belong in. Do you get that's why you find out that politicians get there eventually and they are unable to do anything. Because they have no ideology. You don't know what you're fighting for. You only want to provide free water and free light. Or provide a provide a what I provide security, and that's it. You can't come out and say, okay, this is what oh. I'm leaning towards. Uh, <laughs> can I do you want to say something? <laughs> no, sorry, I was laughing. <laughs> 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 
so you know you can't you can't you can't have that kind of situation and expect things to to work out well the conservatives have been sticking to what their ideology has been which is you know guarding our borders holding our heritage and and that britannia idea and you know expanding it even though it's a dream that it's possible it it would probably not happen but they still have it they still believe in it whatever policies that they want to create still has some sort of um, some elements of those things in it no look at the labor look at them what what can you say about him what can you say about you know the labor policy or socioeconomic policies that he's saying i mean the other day when they were talking about okay um uh uh people coming into the country and seeing the one five uh, hotel i can't remember what he said and people were like wait what are you sure you're a labor party member that goes back to what i'm saying to you about yeah um, think, yeah no i think he has i to think do, i missed that i think it had to do with like the hotel quarantine and he was like yeah, 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 yeah. i think he was trying to make everybody stay in a hotel and people are like god like i mean no I like mean, guy you are you you're like are you yeah. a labor party member <laughs> this is what i mean so it goes back to ideology and identity what does the labor party stand for historically we know that they've always been about social economic policies right are they still there if yes can they put whatever policies that they have can it relate to com- contemporary events Yeah. So if they're able to define that, then they're going to make a headway. But the, the, if they keep sitting down and keep romancing whatever, what just to uh, appeal to certain people to think that oh no, they are they are they are happening, they are moving forward in life, everything, <laughs> they won't make headway. They will just keep losing people like Paul. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. Well. the labor party i think you need to decide what you are i think that's what we're telling you anyway thank you both very very much for coming on i really appreciate it um yeah i think we've come to the end of this episode so yeah thank you for having us you're welcome thank you so much for having me as well thank you i'm sorry for for my delay <laughs> <laughs>